Welcome to the podcast, Estate Planning with Paul Rabelais, where we'll discuss the latest and simplest legal strategies and tactics available for you to protect your estate for yourself and your family, all in easy-to-understand terms. It's all about protecting your estate now, so you and your loved ones can reap the benefits later. And now your host, estate planning attorney, Paul Rabelais. Hey everybody, Paul Rabelais here, and in this podcast, podcast, I'm going to discuss uh, a not too the not too well known provisions regarding how much income can a married couple keep under Medicaid when one spouse is in the nursing home and one spouse is not in the nursing home. Okay, so I'm Paul Rabelais. I'm an estate planning attorney um, in Louisiana. Uh, if you're not in Louisiana, um, it it will help you to understand these principles, but you'll want to look, uh, take a closer look at your state's provisions when it comes to um, things like uh, income liability for purposes of, of Medicaid. So let me set this up. Um, first of all, long-term care is expensive. And, and much of the long-term care is provided in nursing homes, which most people you know, don't like nursing homes, but it, they're all full and they're, they're being built all the time. Um, and that care and the expense of it can be a real drain on a couple when one spouse is in the nursing home that's very expensive. Let's call it for just for purposes of our discussion, you know, five or six thousand dollars a month. And then you've got another spouse still at home having to maintain all of the expenses of the home. So some couples wind up, you know, having to spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars just to get through that could be several years, could be many years of a, of a you know, marital situation, and it can really drain all of the assets and be a financial and emotional drain on everybody. So uh, now I want to get into, now that I've kind of set it up, I want to get into what some of the asset and income rules are for Medicaid, because it can give couples a breather when they're able to take advantage of the Medicaid rules, which allow couples to keep uh, perhaps a significant amount of the income that they have. So um, many couples do have to consume their assets for Medicaid purposes. They're often called countable resources, things like you know money in the bank and savings accounts and checking accounts and CDs and investments and so um, you know couples either you know really this video is is or this podcast is is not about uh, the assets um, now you know many couples will either protect their assets in some form either, attempting to protect some of the assets at the last minute, or maybe it was easier to protect all of the assets if they prepared in advance and took advantage of some of the legal strategies that Medicaid permits. This podcast is not about the asset test. 
So for purposes of this podcast, um, we're going to talk about the monthly income that the spouses have. And assuming the asset test is passed, um, you know, how much of the income can the couple keep and how much do they have to you know, assign to the nursing home? So now it's time to give you an example. Let's say for purposes of our discussion here, each spouse has $2,000 of monthly income or a total of you know, $4,000 of monthly income between the two of them. The sources of that income could be varied, um, could be Social Security, it could be pension, it could be one of many other forms of income. Um, but for now, we're saying each spouse gets $2,000 of income. And probably worth mentioning at this point that the way the Louisiana Medicaid Eligibility Manual looks at it is they say the ownership of the income is determined without regard to community property laws. So for Medicaid purposes, a spouse has full ownership of income paid in his name. Sometimes they call it the name on the check rule. So again, going back to our example, $2,000 of income paid to in the nursing home because Medicaid calls that spouse the institutionalized spouse. And then the spouse who's still living at home is called the community spouse doesn't have anything to do with community property, but they're called the community spouse because they're still living in the community. Okay, so now it's time to go to what we call the patient liability determination, post-eligibility determination provisions of the Louisiana Medicaid Eligibility Manual. All right, so this is how we determine um, what the... Of that $4,000, what they get to keep and what they got to spend. All right. So the first thing that we'll take a look at is the institutionalized. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back for a second and say that there's a provision in our Medicaid manual that says never consider the income of the community spouse in determining eligibility for an institutionalized spouse. It takes a while for people to understand that. So that community spouse, in our example, is getting $2,000 of monthly income. The community spouse always gets to keep all of their income, whether it's $500, whether it's $2,000, or whether it's $8,000. Never consider the income of the community spouse in determining eligibility for an institutionalized spouse. So we know the community spouse is going to keep all of his or her income. That probably gives them some initial relief to know that, wow, at least the $2,000 that the community spouse is receiving is, you know, can go towards those household expenses. So now we want to look at how much of the institutionalized spouse's income must be used for their care and and can the community spouse you know keep any of the institutionalized spouse's income so here's the calculation that we have to make we take the institutionalized spouse's gross income two thousand dollars we subtract what's called the long-term care personal needs allowance which for 2019 is 38 dollars it's been 38 dollars for many years that, in essence, allows that institutionalized spouse maybe to get a couple of haircuts every month and uh, covers their personal needs. So it's called a personal needs allowance. 
And then from that, from $2,000 minus 38, we subtract what's called the community spouse's maintenance needs allowance. And to get that figure, we have to subtract, well, let me go back. The community spouse's maintenance needs standard for the first half of 2019 is $3,160.50. So we take that number and from that number we subtract the community spouse's gross income, which is $2,000, and we come to uh, $3,160.50 minus $2,000. Gives, gives us what's called the community spouse's maintenance needs allowance of $1,160.50. So that's how much of the institutionalized spouse's income the community spouse can keep. Let me go back and do that mathematical calculation again. You, community spouse gets to keep the community spouse's $2,000. And then the institutionalized spouse, we take the institutionalized spouse's $2,000, we deduct from that the $38, and then we deduct from that $1,160.50, which we get, got by subtracting the community spouse's income, $2,000, from the community spouse's maintenance needs standard for the first half of 2019, $3,160.50. You do all that math. And it comes to the institutionalized spouse's patient liability of $801.50. 2000 minus 38 minus 1160, 50. So community spouse keeps the community spouse's 2000. Institutionalized spouse also has $2,000 of monthly income. $801.50 of that must go. Uh, is the is the liability uh, that must go to the nursing home, and then the um, community spouse gets to keep that uh, two thousand plus the eleven sixty fifty of the institutionalized spouse. What a mouthful! The the uh, real um, analysis here is that. This spouse's maintenance needs standard, which I discussed as $3,160.50. It goes up a little bit every six months. That's the number for the first half of 2019. Medicaid saying, okay, well, the spouse who's living at home, they got to have some income to live off of and maintain their household. So Medicaid will permit the community spouse to keep all of their income and if their income is less than 316050 Medicaid will allow the community spouse to keep enough of the institutionalized spouse's income to get the the total income of the com of the community spouse to 316050 All right so a lot of math there, a lot of calculations. You may need to listen to this over and over a few times. You feel free to go check out the YouTube video as well because I'm going to be go over, going over it again. So remember a few things. What I'm going over is the specific Louisiana rules. If, if you or your loved one who's in a nursing home and on Medicaid is in a different state, you're going to want to find out whether anything in your state is different. This calculation that I made assumes the asset test is passed. 
So, um, you know, a, I forget the exact number, but when you have a married couple, one spouse is in the nursing home, um, $126,000 roughly is the amount of assets, um, total amount of assets or accountable resources that a married couple can have, um, must be that amount or less for the institutionalized spouse to pass the asset test. So this, all of these calculations assumes the asset test is passed. Keep in mind, again, the community spouse gets to keep all of the community spouse's income. And again, if that community spouse's income is less than the spouse's maintenance needs standard of 316050, the community spouse can keep enough of the institutionalized spouse's income to get the community spouse up to 316050. Okay, so that's one of the final calculations that's that is made, you know, after Medicaid eligibility is determined. It's, it's hard enough to qualify for Medicaid. And then once you do, then you have to look at these income provisions and the income of the spouses to determine the institutionalized spouse's patient liability. Okay, so hope that helps. Maybe what I did was um, emphasize that you really need to plan ahead to try to protect everything you've worked for. There are, um, you know, legal strategies, just like there are tax strategies that are permissible um, as long as you follow the rules to take advantage of them. So, uh, you know, get ahead of the game um, and, and find out what you need to find out to protect what you have. Hope this helps. I'm Paul Rabelais. Have a great day.